Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. We're a few days into spring and the weather has been really nice the past few days. And I am glad that I got it right the other day when I gave the forecast. I, I, I'm sure you're glad too that I gave that great forecast. But anyway, we should get into our text today and that is Proverbs chapter 23. And Proverbs chapter 23, starting in verse 1, says this, When you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider carefully what it is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are a deceptive food. Do not overwork to be rich, because of your own understanding cease. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings, then they fly away like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Do not remove the ancient landmarks, nor enter the field of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is mighty, and he will plead their cause against you. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. Hear, my son, and be wise, and guide your heart in the way. Do not mix with wine-bibblers or with gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe the man with rags. Listen to your father who begot you. And do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. My son, give me your heart, and let your eyes observe my ways. For a harlot is a deep pit, and a seductress is a narrow well. She also lies in wait as for a victim and increases the unfaithful among men. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine, do not look on wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls smoothly. At last it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies down on the top of the mass saying, They have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? Wow, there's an awful lot to look at here in, in this passage of Scripture, but we're going to start 
with verses 13 and 14, and this is that parenting has eternal consequences. And it says this in verses 13 and 14, do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Now, we talked about the rod of correction yesterday, so I'm going to be brief, but this is important. Parents, you must correct your child. Spanking is biblical. You must correct your child. Now, I really want to go into look at this second verse here, verse 14, when it says this, you shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. See, there are eternal ramifications for how you parent. There are eternal ramifications for how you parent. Some parents will ignore the counsel of God on this matter, and their children will go to hell because of it. Understand, we're talking about serious things. There are those, and I've seen it time and time again, who they just ignore what Scripture says. They think that they know better than the simple truth found in Scripture and that they have found a better way when in reality of it is is that they don't want to do the difficult thing today. And what ends up happening is that they have great, great, grievous heartache years later. That's the reality of it. The way that you parent has eternal consequences on the soul of your child. Rules and standards in a home impact the salvation of those who live there. So that means you must uphold God's standard in your home. That means that you must punish wickedness in your home. That means that you must correct when your children do wrong and use the rod of correction. The next thing that I want us to see here this morning is that we need to find zeal and not envy. We need to find zeal and not envy. In verses 17 and 18, it says this, do not let your heart envy sinners. Be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day, for surely there is a hereafter and your hope will not be cut off. See, it is easy to be envious of sinners. It is easy to be envious of sinners. The, their pleasure is easy to see, and at times it, it is marked, or excuse me, marketed by the world very well. They market these things very well. That's what the world goes and does. And, and sometimes people just go and they get sucked into it because, man, it just looks so fun, whatever it is. And then they go and they follow after sinners. But what is difficult to remember, but it is vital that you remember it, is that their pleasure is passing. The sinner's pleasure is passing. See, you should not want what sinners have, no matter how fun it may look, because its end is always in heartache. That's the reality of it, is that the end is always difficult. Satan's wages is, is like a, a bad cell phone bill, right? It's got all kinds of hidden fees in there. 
It's got all kinds of stuff that you didn't expect. The bill is always much higher than the price that you see when it comes to Satan's wages. It, it is something that is far more costly than what you could ever anticipate. And that's why you should never be envious of sinners because they are paying a high price for the decisions that they're making in their life. And you don't want to pay that high price. See, instead, you should be full of zeal for the Lord. See, zeal is a good thing. You should be sold out for Jesus Christ. You should be sold out for Jesus Christ. See, I I, I remember a good example of this is I I remember when I was, oh, I I believe I was maybe freshman in high school around that age, but I was at the Adventureland Youth Rally. This was a big youth rally where you had hundreds of kids come together and they came together at this theme park and we went and we heard a speaker and then afterwards, you know, you'd go out and, and, and play a game. Or, or go on the rides and play games and all that kind of fun stuff. And I remember I was there and I was uh, with my my best friend from high school there and my cousin and we're, we're going in line to go on the sawmill splash, this basically large uh, water slide that you get into a raft and you go down and it's really fun. And uh, we're, we're standing there in line and we get put into this raft with uh, a couple of girls that were uh, right around our age. And these girls were talking to us, and of course, they, they start off the conversation by going and saying, you know, uh, w- w- that they're just here at Adventureland. They're here at the youth rally, but they're just here really for the rides. You know, they, 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 didn't re- they really weren't into that Jesus thing. And then they asked an interesting question. They said, are you guys Bible bangers? Are you guys Bible bangers? And of course, here, my friend, he went and he was like, no, I'm not a Bible banger. No, I'm, I'm just here for the, for the rides too. My cousin, no, 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 I'm not a Bible banger. I'm just here for the rides too. I mean, you know, they were, they, they were drooling after these teenage girls, right? That's really what they were doing. They were, they, they were young, young teenagers themselves and they were going out here. And I mean, you could just, just see what was going on. Well, then the question comes to me and what is my answer? My answer is, is I pull a Bible out of my back pocket and I say, yeah, I guess you could call me a Bible banger. Let's just say my friends weren't very happy with me uh, after that because, you know, they couldn't get the digits of these girls. But I was zealous for the fear of the Lord. That's that's what I was there for. I, I mean, look, I was excited to go on rides and stuff like that, but I was excited to hear the word of God preached because I feared God much more than I even enjoyed all of the fun stuff. And it was good fun that we were having. There was nothing wrong with it. It wasn't worldly pleasure going on these, uh, these theme park rides and whatnot. It was all good stuff. But I feared God much more than I even enjoyed the, the pleasure of amusement rides, right? So then the question comes, do you have a zeal for the fear of the Lord? Do you ask, what does God think about this? Are you willing to say, hey, I'm a Bible banger. Look, I'm, I'm somebody who's going to go and, 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 and stand on the word of God. Do you truly think with eternity in mind? That's the question. Are you living for just the moment you know, are you just living for just the moment and in living moment by moment? Or are, are you really looking with eternity in mind? You know, and speaking of eternity, this verse or this passage, it goes and it says, surely there is a hereafter. Surely there is a hereafter. Do you realize that there is a hereafter? Do you stop and, and think about those things, that there is truly a hereafter? 
There is an eternity. See, the question is, if your hope will be cut off, and that means you'd go to hell if your hope is cut off. That's one thing that I often don't know that we think about when it comes to hell. You know, hell, we think about it, it's a, a place, of course, of eternal torment, of fire, of brimstone, of, uh, of, of darkness. Uh, it's, a, it's an endless, bottomless pit. But do you ever think about the hopelessness that's in hell? The hopelessness that's in hell? Because hell is for an eternity. It's, it's there forever. You can't get out. It's too late. And people who are in hell, they are going to know that it is too late. They missed their chance to choose Jesus Christ as their Savior. They missed it. It's hopeless. Or, see, will you have your hope cut off in hell? Or will your hope be fulfilled? And that means you're going to heaven. See, there is great assurance in having a zeal for the fear of the Lord. When you have that assurance, there are so many things in scriptures that say that you may know that you have eternal life. And isn't it a wonderful thing to know that you're saved? And if you're living your life in the fear of the Lord, with a zeal for the fear of the Lord, you don't have to worry about if you're saved or not, right? You, you have that great assurance there because you know you're living your life in accordance to what God's Word says a saved person lives their life in accordance with. But man, if you're not living your life in accordance with the zeal or with the fear of the Lord, having zeal for the fear of the Lord, man, your life should be terrified. You should be terrified. The next thing I want us to see here this morning is found in verse 23. And this really goes over what should, excuse me, what you should have a high value on in your economy. See, verse 23 says this, buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. See, the reality of it is, is that we all have a personal economy. It, it comes down to what do we value? What do you value? See, what you value is what ultimately you will invest in. And what you value and invest in is what you're going to spend your time on. And what you value and invest in and spend your time on is ultimately going to be what you give your life to. You have an economy in your life. Everybody has an economy in their life. They set values on certain things. And that's why some people come up and they say, look, this is worth this much time. This is not worth that much time. This is worth this much money. This is not worth that much money to me. So I'm going to go and spend my money on this thing, or I'm going to go and spend my money on that thing. But God gives us some things that we, that should be highly valued in our economy. And here are the things that he goes and gives in this verse. Now, these aren't the only things that should be in our economy, of course, but these are four things that you should value in your economy, that you should invest in, in the economy of your life. The first one is truth. Are you a truth seeker? Do you really seek to find what is the truth of the matter? Do you really seek to see what is the objective truth in life? Or are you somebody who, it, it just doesn't matter. You're just going to go around skipping around going, you know, la, 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 and that's all, and you're not really caring about the truth. And if you hear something, you're just going to go and run with it. You're not going to go and investigate it, check it out, and test it to Scripture. You need to do those things. You need to invest in truth. 
The next one that is given is wisdom. Wisdom. Are you seeking wisdom? I'm trusting that if you're listening to this podcast, you're seeking wisdom because Proverbs is all about wisdom. And we've been, I, I hope we've been building your wisdom in going through this. The next one is, is instruction. You know, this is a weird one to think about because most people don't go around saying, look, instruct me, but you do need to be seeking instruction. How can you be learning, striving to learn? You know, it is a great skill and it is a great thing to always be learning. Never come to a plateau, never come to be satisfied, continue to strive to learn. That should be a high value. Learning and instruction should be of high value in your economy. The next one is, is understanding. Do you really want to understand the matters? You, you, you know, not just know facts, but understand how things work together, how God designed them, what the order is, not just what God says to do and not do. That's important. You need to know those things, but also the order that God sets it in. You need to seek out and to know that. Is that something that is of value in your life? What does your economy look like in your life? And are you finding these things? Are you investing in what God says to invest in? Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, in God's timing, sing like the battle.